Dear God, thank you for blessing our summer and revealing yourself to us through others, nature, and our experiences. Thank you for the opportunity to share your love with the people around us and to become risk takers in our faith. Give us courage, for we may be the only Bible someone reads. Help us to focus and have pure hearts as we worship you, the Alpha, Omega, beginning and end. Be with us today and every day. Amen. Please stand and join us in worship. Good morning, everybody. We're glad you're here with us today. Thanks for uh, joining us in worship. You'll find all the words to all of the songs in the bulletin. And uh, we invite you to sing and, uh, and join us this morning. Thank you. The splendor of the King
You may be seated. Our great God, who is revealed to us in the pages of Scripture, is a welcoming and inclusive God who directs us to love one another. We seek to remove all the barriers that keep us from that love. Let us confess all that separates us from others and from God by praying the prayer of confession together. Almighty God, you love us, but we have not loved you as we should. You call, but we have not listened. We walk away from neighbors in need, wrapped in our own concerns. We gossip and stretch the truth. We are judgmental, greedy, and unkind in our thoughts and actions. God of grace, help us admit our sin so that as you come, we may repent, turn to you, and receive forgiveness through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. God forgives those who humbly repent and truly believe the gospel. Since Jesus died for us, we have peace with God, to whom we will praise and honor forever. Friends, believe the good news of the gospel. Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. And now, with believers down through the ages, let us state what we believe using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who is conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, crucified, dead and buried. He descended into hell, the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And now we invite you, in the love of Christ, to turn and greet your neighbors. We're so glad that you're here in worship with us this morning. This is a very exciting day for us, our student ministry. We have completed all of our summer trips and activities, and uh, we are just so excited to gather here today with you in worship and lead you in worship. We are so excited to lead you in song, in story sharing. We've even got some sign language coming up for you. We are super excited. It's going to be a great day. Uh, we hope that this is some form of a thank you to you for the support that you've given to each of us uh, as we go about our our summer trips, and uh, whether you've prayed for us, whether you've given financially to us, we want you to know that you matter to us, that you are a part of not just our church family, but a part of our faith journey, and that is huge in the life of a teenager. So thank you so much for everything that you do. Um, whether or not you ever come into contact with one of our students or not, their lives have been changed by you. So thank you. I um, want to introduce myself. I'm Jeff McCauley. If you don't know who I am, I'm the uh, 
the seven-month-old student pastor, student minister, youth pastor, youth minister, guy that hangs out with teenagers, whatever you want to call me. You can call me anything. You can just call me Jeff. That works, too. We have a few quick announcements for you this morning. Uh, Next Sunday, come to room 208 to hear all about our Nicaragua mission trip. You're going to hear a little bit from a couple of our students today, but uh, our team has so much to share that we wanted to give you, the congregation, an opportunity to hear even more uh, next Sunday in room 208 at 1015 if you're interested in that. Uh, Also, we need Panera Bread volunteers for the months of September through December. This is a great ministry for couples or for families to do together. You can sign up for a month. See page 10 in your bulletin for details. Also today at 1015, check out Life Tree Cafe, which is right across the courtyard out here in the campus center. At 1015, the topic today is betrayed. This is a great opportunity to learn about a real-world issue and discuss it in small groups in a very comfortable, casual environment. And also today, uh, we'd like to celebrate with uh, a couple of our our members herb and ruth jones are going to be celebrating a 50th anniversary which that's a milestone in any marriage so congratulations to you we love you we appreciate you uh lori i'd like to invite lori haas up for a mission for moment moment for mission thank you good morning good morning I have one more quick announcement that is not in your bulletin, but it is in your insert. Tonight at um, the Point of Praise Worship at Siesta Beach, Jeff and several of the guys from the Garden Band, Mitch and Bongo Bob are two of them, but two of the other guys are opening up in worship tonight. So take a look at the details for that. It'll be really awesome. And now I want to invite you to watch this short video. Those images remind me a lot of what it's like to serve in children and student ministry. There is great joy, but I have to be honest, it's not always giggles and laughter. Working with kids can be frustrating and it can be challenging, but you know what? God doesn't call us to do the easy stuff. He calls us to get out of our boats, take a risk, and do the important stuff. And friends, there is nothing more important then raising up the next generation. So I'd like to invite you, if you got one of these, we have more, there's supposed to be one per family. There is uh, descriptions of how you could serve in student ministry and in children's ministry. And I wanna challenge you just to do one thing this year for the kids of your church, for the kids of tomorrow. Because once we light these kids on fire for Christ, our world will never be the same again. Thank you.
Let us pray. Dear Lord, thank you for bringing us all here today, for Student Sunday, and more importantly, you. You do so much for us, and sometimes we forget to stop and thank you, but you love us anyway. Now let us as a congregation offer our prayers to you in the way Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. We'd now like to invite the ushers to receive our morning tithes and offerings.
Gracious God, thank you for all of the many blessings you have given each one of us, food to eat, clothes to wear, and a place to call home. Help us, Lord, to be generous in our giving, to be generous with our time, our talents, and our financial resources. Accept these gifts as a token of our love to you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may now be seated. Now I'd like to invite the children to come forward for the children's moment. Good morning, guys. We're so glad. You guys have to turn around and look up here because the action's going to be up here today. Hello. Hello. You guys might want to come right down there. And I need to make an announcement. Kids, you guys are going back to your parents after the children's moment. We had a little miscommunication last week, and we did a kids' worship. So you're here for the rest of the service. And you guys can all see. Rachel? So in the month of August in the children's ministry, we're learning about the importance to obey. And there was one person in the Bible who did a really good job of obeying. I'm going to give you some clues and see if you guys can guess who it is. See, he wore a tunic. He had a very long beard. Right there. Yeah. 
Um, here are some things he would have found useful. An umbrella. A hammer. And maybe even a big life jacket. Do you guys know who it is? Do you have any ideas? No, you have no idea. I'll give you one more hint. Or what, do you have an idea? No, I'll give you one more hint. He, he really had a thing for animals. He liked animals a lot. Oh. Yeah, there you go, it's Noah. Do you guys remember the story of Noah? He wasn't perfect, but he had a habit of obeying God. So when God saw that all the people on earth were hurting each other so much, he decided he needed to wipe it clean and start over. So you know what he did? He had Noah do a huge project for him to build a great big boat called an ark and then put all of his family and two of every kind of animal on the ark. They had to make everything by hand these days, those days, so the project took years and years. Can you imagine how much Noah was teased and made fun of for building this big boat in the middle of the desert with no water nearby? Yet Noah obeyed, and then you know what happened. It started raining, and raining, and raining, and raining. And Noah and his family and all of the animals were tucked safely in the ark because he obeyed God. You see, here's the thing. It's not always easy to obey, as we all know especially when others aren't. Like when you're the only one working when the teacher steps out of the room, or you're the only one clearing the table when your favorite TV show's on. But the story of Noah tells us that we should trust and obey even when others aren't. Let us pray. Gracious God, you created each one of us for a special purpose. Help us to obey in the small areas of life so that we will be ready to obey for the big stuff too, even when others don't. Amen. Hello, my name is Alex Senor, and I went to Montreat this year. Uh, I was inspired by all the experiences I had and all the people I met to write this. It's called A Spoken Word, and it's kind of like a poem. Time is an amazing thing. It mends broken hearts and makes church bells ring. It feels so quick passing by in a clock, constantly moving like tick-tock, tick-tock. But then it feels slow, making you question what you really do know. It gives you moments of doubt, making you feel like a fish out of water maybe even a trout. It gives baby horses a chance to neigh, and all of us humans a chance to pray. But what about those who don't say that prayer? Do they just sit there on the side of the road, not knowing if they're going to heaven or hell, never given the opportunity to hear those church bells? Does time he heal their broken hearts? Because in reality, we are all God's pieces of art. Now put yourself in that position and think, if I were to be sitting there, not knowing that everyone else would stop and stare, a stranger passes by, you try to say hi, but you give waved off like a gnat, feeling like someone hit you in the stomach with a baseball bat. You were told as a child to stay strong at tough times, but times get no tougher than this. Now imagine this, you are that stranger that just passed by, that smelly weird man that tried to say hi, and you stop. You go back and say hello, you decide you don't need it, so you give him your jello, because on the inside you know that he has no place to go for shelter, for food, for drink, for food. Now you aren't one of those spiritual dudes, but you invite him to come to church anyways. Everyone accepts him and the pastor tells him to stay. He eats his first meal in months that day, and now time has given him the opportunity to pray. He is given the chance to bathe and be washed, and he cries because it's better than being tossed under that bus, and he remembers the people who would fuss about him just sitting there while everyone else stared. So I gave my time to mend his broken heart because all of us really are God's pieces of art. Time really is a beautiful thing. It heals your soul and makes church choirs sing. Amen. Luke 4, verses 18 through 19. The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. This is the word of the Lord.
Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has been revealed to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. This is the word of the Lord. Hi everybody, how's your day been going so far? My name, <laughs> My name is Sawyer Lang. I'm in eighth grade at Sarasota School of Arts and Sciences. Today I'm here to tell you of how I saw God. I'm here. <laughs> A few weeks ago, I went on my final trip to Cedar Kirk. The trip was amazing, inspiring, and fun. One of the most funniest parts happened to my friend TJ. So, before Cedar Creek, he went on a cruise around, on a cruise around Europe. He, so he flew from eight hours from Barcelona to Miami, flew back again to Tampa, then drove to Cedar Creek. When he, we were all playing games downstairs, then TJ walks in. He sits on the couch and he just stares, sitting down, literally staring at the wall for 10 minutes straight. Obviously, it was because of jet lag. The next day, we went to Good Samaritan, a facility named Good Samaritan. <laughs> when we walked in, they asked us to watch over the kids' daycare center. At this facility, they have a really organized program where the adults, they take classes like English and home economics. And when they're finished with the class, they get a ticket. And with the ticket, they get to go into the uh, store and they get to fill up a bag with uh, like clothes, 
or food or home goods that they need for everyday life. When we walk into the daycare center, I see all these kids playing with toys, reading books, and drawing. It was so amusing to watch them. I see this girl in the corner, and I, I go over and I ask her what her name was. She said it was Cassandra. We started playing, and then I asked her if she wanted to read a book. I hand her this book about Noah's Ark. It's a picture book, because I figured Cassandra only being five or six, she didn't really know how to read all that well. She, well, she didn't read it all from the book. What she did was she just looked at the pictures, and she just thought about a story in her mind, and she spoke out loud. She said, Noah picked two animals of each kind, male and female. He brought them into the boat to keep them safe from the scary floods of God. To me, this is how I saw God. You can see him through many ways, and I saw him through a child. Hi, I'm Natalie Huey, and I'm an incoming sophomore at Riverview High School. Um, I'm fairly new to Church of the Palms, and this was my first year attending Montreat with the youth group, and I was pretty nervous heading into it. The students bombarded me with questions and stories of Montreat being the best place in the world, and I would often think, well, there's a lot of incredible places in the world. I mean, have you ever been to Disney World? <laughs> but once I got there, it hit me. This is the most amazing place in the world. Being a Florida girl, I was constantly gushing at the mountains and vast scenery. I was told while driving up the mountain that I looked like a little kid in a candy shop. The nature just took my breath away. Over the week we were there, we were taught to look for God in all that we do. Hearing that caught my attention. From a gentle stream with rocks and pebbles to trees with bright sunlight streaming through, I knew God was with me just by recognizing his amazing creation. A verse we studied while there was Romans 1.20. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that people are without excuse. This verse set a tone for the week that helped us to realize that though we can't see God, we can see all that he has made for us, and we are constantly blessed with his amazing powers even when we don't know it. Every day we met with our small group, which was gathered of students from all different churches. The goal of the groups was to be able to open up in a safe, trustworthy environment where you can talk about your problems. My small group and I became extremely close. We all shared stories and advice with each other, and leaving them at the end of the week was definitely the hardest part. But we all exchanged phone numbers and social media sites so we can stay connected. We're looking forward to seeing each other again next year. Not only did I grow close with students from other churches, but I'm lucky to say that kids from the Church of the Palms youth group became my family over the trip. I was able to grow a special bond with each and every person while we all became closer as a whole group. You'd think that after a week together we would be sick of one another, but we still can't get enough of each other. Montreat is what they call the thin place between heaven and earth. When you're there, you feel at peace, and you're not just learning the word, you're being taught how to live the word and be a light in God's world. Returning from Montreat, I hope that I can continue to recognize God's presence in my life at all times and strive to make my surroundings he heaven on earth so that I can learn to live to be more Christ-like. I'm at a military academy, and I've been at Church of the Palms like pretty much my whole life. This summer, I was selected to go on a mission trip to Nicaragua. I never really got to like travel out of the country, so the idea of going to Central America really appealed to me. We arrived at Miami International Airport after a long bus ride. Soon after that, we were on a flight to Nicaragua. When we arrived in Nicaragua, I was out of my element. Everyone was speaking Spanish and moving so quickly, I didn't know what was going on. I just followed the group. As we walk outside of the airport, we were greeted by a Nicaraguan couple by the name of Omar and Rosa. They were two of our Young Life leaders for the week. Young Life is a global organization that helps children and teens by showing them to follow Christ instead of falling into a world of drugs, alcohol, and gang violence. Omar and Rosa were great. The next person we were introduced to was a man named Dan. Dan was an American who has worked with Young Life for a while now, and boy was I glad to see another American. We all got into a big green van and, we, and were told they were taking us out to dinner. We drove for a good two hours to the town of Matagalpa. During that two hour drive, I felt as if I was in a different world. Looking out the windows of the van and seeing people riding on horseback, dogs running all over the street, very poor houses, things you just don't typically see in the United States. After dinner, we were dropped off at a bed and breakfast in the, in the middle of the town of Matagalpa. The bed and breakfast we stayed at was most likely someone's home at one time. It was a very nice place to stay for Nicaraguan standards. Hot showers, food, warm beds, it was all right. 
The next day I woke up, I walked outside the bed and breakfast, and that's when it sunk in. We're not in Sarasota anymore. People all over the streets, stray dogs running around, and I can't begin to tell you all the nasty looks I got from the townspeople. But mostly it was just curiosity. Something that really stood out is being the only teenage boy in the group at that time. I was attracting a lot of female attention from the local Nicaraguan girls. I'm not complaining about that, though. <laughs> we stayed at that bed and breakfast for three nights, and on the fourth day of our stay, we drove back to Managua to pick up the other half of our group who was coming in from the Montreat mission trip. That night, we stayed at a very nice American hotel in Managua. It had a huge pool, a, a gym, and a buffet. Definitely better than the bed and breakfast. Later that night, the other half of our group arrived. Now that was the fun parts of my trip. My life wasn't changed until the next day. The next way when we went to a Young Life meeting club, similar to the boys and girls clubs we have in the United States. We were split up into teams of two and we were given a Nicaraguan leader who we would then stay at his or her house that night. The person whose house I stayed at was a young man by the name of Jose. Jose was a professor at a nearby college, so everyone at Young Life called him the professor. Jose only knew Spanish. After a three mile uphill hike from the club, we finally made it to Jose's house. I was lucky enough to be matched up with my dad as my partner. My dad speaks fluent Spanish, which made it a lot easier. Jose invited us into his home, which to American standards wasn't really a home. One part of the house had dirt floors, it had a tin roof, a sad excuse for a kitchen, no shower, no, and no working toilet. It was very humbling to know he lives like that every day of his life. My dad would translate for me what Jose was saying, and the thing that stuck out the most that Jose said was that he is 20 years old and he is the man of the house. His parents died and he was only left to take care of, and he was left to take care of his 15-year-old brother and 10-year-old sister. He told us his only dream is for him to make enough money so he could buy a nice house for him and his siblings. That hit me hard. This guy's biggest dream is to have a nice house so his, so his siblings grow up in a nice place. God really revealed himself to me in that moment. He opened my eyes to see what goes on in the world that I don't know about. I would have never thought that a mere two-hour flight from where I live, there's so much poverty and suffering. If I could sum up my trip in three words, they would be rewarding for all the good work we did, enlightening for everything we learned from the Nicaraguans and everything we taught them, and yet daunting, and that all the hard work we did was just the tip of the iceberg. Thank you. Hello, I'm Connor Long. I'm going to be a sophomore next year at Sarasota Military Academy, and I'm here to tell you about my story in Nicaragua. I had all started after a two-hour plane ride to Managua, and at that point, I knew I was out of my comfort zone, walking out of the airport and seeing four guys with AK-47s. It's a pretty scary sight. After that, we went to a hotel, and it was pretty normal. Nice hot shower, a nice breakfast and dinner. Yeah, the usual. The next morning, though, we'd had a two-hour drive into the mountains of Matagalpa. There, we went to a Young Life club and got assigned with the homestay partners. Me and Jeff's was Franklin. Franklin was the nicest guy I've ever met. At the moment we walked into his house, he told us, what's mine is yours. This made me and Jeff feel like we were at home. Franklin stayed at a house with his mother, his sister, his brother-in-law, and his niece. They were very generous too. But at Franklin's house, I knew that he was being as generous as possible by when he told us that he was giving up his beds. I don't know where Franklin stayed that night. But all I know is that he was trying to make us feel as home as possible. And that made me feel really great about myself. <laughs> the next day, we went and uh, worked on a Young Life Club there. We renovated the house inside and out. New paint job, new doors, even we repaired the roof. But that's not where God hit me the most. He hit me on the second work site. We had to level out a mountain and make a flat surface for the kids to play at. This is really hard work. We are all sweating, covered in mud. We are using pickaxes and shovels. We are all covered in mud. You saw the pictures, yeah, covered in mud. But it was just really hard, but I could really feel God's presence on the work site. But the next day, I could really feel God speaking to me. We show up to the work site, and I see the entire community with shovels and pickaxes, mothers, daughters, fathers, and sons all working there. It was truly amazing to see that they were taking ownership for themselves. But God wasn't done there. The next day, I heard an amazing testimony from the condor. A giant six foot four man, 250 pounds that you would not expect to share such an emotional story. It really changed my life. We all had amazing experiences on this trip. Through Cedar Kirk, through Montreat, 
through everything. But now that boo. <laughs> but now that it's over, the real question is, what, what will we, we do, do with this? this? I started volunteering at the YMCA, and when I see little kids, I see the Lord shining down on them. Finding heaven on earth everywhere we go. Started working harder to help those less fortunate than me. Selling coffee to let drive kids see God. But now that you've heard our stories, what, what will, will you, you do, do with this? this? <laughs> Pray that today has been a blessing to you uh, and that uh, God is pleased. We know he is. Would you, we would invite you to stand and sing our closing song with us today. Lord, I come, I confess, bowing here. I find my rest without you I fall apart you're the one God guides my heart Lord I need you Father, we thank you for this day. We pray that you have been blessed. We thank you that you give us a church family that supports and inspires us all to be better followers of who you are. And so we pray that as we go from this place that we would be reminded that you 
are the reason that we worship. You are the reason that we serve. You are the reason that we love one another fully without abandon. We thank you for every student that came before you today and offered their full heart in worship to you. We love you. We pray all of this in Christ's name. Amen. Now more, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Church of the Palms is located at 3224 Beer Ridge.